The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. It is 7.06 here on The Morning Jam. Janet opened up this topic by covering the story about what happened at Mission Coffee just the other day. And, of course, we put out the bat signal to get Marco Galbraith on the line, and we have him. Good morning, Marco. Good morning. (laughs) So this happened on Wednesday at Mission House uh, Coffee in Cornerstone. And it, uh-huh. it was a it was a bit unusual, wasn't it? It's not your typical uh, robbery scenario. He didn't seem to have any weapon other than a fake bomb. Right. Yeah. Sounds like more mentally disturbed person uh, than any anything else. But we never know. Right. We never know. Could that have been a bomb? Is it? Is it just an empty package? Is it a hoax? Mm-hmm. Um. I was out of town, but I, I, from what I've heard, LPD did an amazing job coordinating with state police, LUPD, uh, but they did an amazing job getting people out of there, getting getting people safe. And, and it and seems a, like the employees did a good job. Um, yeah, they did. They did. Right. Kept their and, head but, together. Know, and, and, right. Looking at the video, though, you had people that just sat there completely clueless, glued to their phones, mm-hmm. glued to their computers. Yeah. And that's the dangerous part because, they, number one, they don't have situational awareness. Yep. Number two, they're in that normalcy bias that I go to this coffee house for the past year doing my classwork. Nothing's ever happened, right. so nothing bad ever will happen. That's that normalcy bias. And you look at those people, and they're just that's, that. Unfortunately, those are the victims that get injured or, or worse in an active shooter attack or a violent attack because they're not, it's not registering what's happening because um, they're that, I don't want to say that clueless. Well, they're, they're in that world of that. It's big surreal. Blanket. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like this, this isn't happening. What, what is, what right. is happening? Or is this a personal exchange between, is, does he have a beef with somebody right. that's working there? Right. I don't want to get involved right. with that. I don't want to right. embarrass them any more than they already are. I mean, you have all these scenarios sure. that run through your head. Then yeah. he starts getting in people's faces, though. Right. And that's when you get up and leave. Um, and if he was to attack you when you're leaving, then you do what you got to do to protect yourself. Right. But that's when, you know, even if he's having a, uh, you know, it's it's a, a loud argument. It looks like it could go violent at the counter with the guy behind the, the counter, the employee. That's when you simply gather your stuff and get out. Um, there's not one thing in that store that's worth a human life. Right. And what we need to do is realize, distance yourself. Let's say that they get into an argument and gunfire starts. There's ricochets, Mm -hmm. there's crossfire, there's misfire. So people tend to think that, well, you know, if he gets in an argument with the clerk or the person behind the counter, it's just going to be directed at that person. No, those bullets start flying. They're flying everywhere. Exactly. it's better just to leave. You know, there's street parties a lot of times where, at, where there's shootings, and then afterwards you hear people being interviewed on the news. Well, I saw them start to fight. I saw him start to go to his car, and he came back. Leave. Mm-hmm. Leave. Yeah. The best thing we can do is distance, our, distance ourselves from the problem. I, I had somebody on so I had a couple people on social media ask me, if I was in that coffee shop, could I have shot the guy? Well, mm. that, that's tricky. You've got to be able to convince a judge and jury mm-hmm. that, your your life was in danger, right. or somebody else's life was in danger. Serious bodily injury danger. You know, it goes into a lot. So, well, we the sad to thing too is, and, and you've said this before, Marco. If you discharge your weapon, you're going to jail, whether you were in you're, the right yeah, or not. You're in trouble. You're in you're, trouble. Yeah, you're you're going to the police station for for probably six or seven hours. Yeah, and then you're going to get sued. It, it's not just a, a walk in the park, but we have to remember as concealed carry holders. 
just because we can shoot somebody doesn't necessarily mean we should. Right. Nor Again, does it mean that you should even yourself. reveal that you have a gun. That's right. That's right. Very um, concealed and go unnoticed. Just get out of there, and in this case, call LPD. Yeah. Let the professionals handle yes. it uh, and, and approach it that way. And they're, when I said you know, jail, they had a really good, I mean, you're going, right. you're going, you're going to the police station no matter what. So at one point, they're, when they're describing this, uh, they had a, employees in the back. One called police. One called the the owner, or they hit the panic alarm. So right, and then a customer stood up and got in the guy's face because apparently this guy was getting in other people's faces and said, mm-hmm. screamed at him, "You need to get out of here." And then between mm-hmm. that and the alarm, he fled. Mm-hmm. Now, was that the right call by that customer? I mean, I know we're being uh, Monday morning quarterback here. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I want your opinion. I, you know, I think I think the right call is when he says, bomb, get far away from that building. Mm-hmm. We don't know how, now this guy was just uh, mentally, it sounds like he was disturbed, but we don't know in these, these days and times, we don't know if he had a remote detonator for that so-called bomb. Sure. The, I, would, I would recommend don't get involved. Um, there wasn't anything physically happening where you needed to get involved. I would recommend... Uh, just leave, leave mm. and, and call this because not less than 100 yards across the street a year and a half ago, we had a confrontation right. where there was a death because somebody got a little bit too involved in a personal confrontation. So it can go bad very, very quickly. And a lot of citizens aren't trained. If I come up to this guy and he's, and I start get in his face and tell him to get out and he does this, what am I allowed to do? Mm-hmm. Am I trained to fight this guy? We, this guy could have been a, an excellent, well-seasoned uh, MMA fighter, mm-hmm. the, you know, the bad guy. We don't know. You don't know who right. you're mm-hmm. confronting. We always have to remember there's always somebody bigger and badder than we are out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let, can, let me ask you this. Do mm-hmm. you do you think, um, because, you know, we have these preconceived notions. There was just an article in a Florida newspaper talking about the most dangerous neighborhoods in Lynchburg. In Lynchburg. Which, why yeah. a Florida paper would write about that, I don't know. They also said that Daniels Hill was near the airport. So, obviously, their information was not accurate on many levels. But right. there, there is, in Lynchburg and in, in Roanoke and in the south side, certain parts of the city that if a kerfluffle like this happens, mm-hmm. you're going to be on guard. If that, if that had been at a coffee house in downtown Lynchburg, I think the reaction may have been different. Mm-hmm than right. it, it was because they're like, they're like oh this is cornerstone and oh it's fan oh, right. it's fine right. we're not yeah. high well, end do, reaction, do you think that's true right. oh yeah because the reaction just across the street what a year and a half ago was completely different mm-hmm. yeah the reaction when we had the boy killed by the by the uh, mexican gang oh um, yeah yeah ms13 in, yeah. in force that was in a neighborhood where this doesn't happen cottontown road so, mm-hmm. yeah that's right uh uvalde uh, I think that was the big the big screw up with that police department. And that report's coming out, but yeah. you know it doesn't happen in in little Uvalde, not at our school. That's not going to happen. So when it does, the reaction is completely different, completely different. And we're because also... you have people that are prone to violence, and then you have people that are not prone to violence, and it never happens here. So yeah, you're right. If if this was in downtown Lynchburg, it, it would have probably it could have turned out differently yeah right uh the other thing i wanted to to ask you about while we have you is we're seeing um 
studies that are showing that many of your robberies and things like that, uh, a lot of these people are moving away from your your more heavily trafficked uh, cities because of the ring cameras and that type thing, and they're going right. to more rural areas. Are you seeing that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we just did a story about it. The porch pirates and things like that. They're going to more rural areas because people have this false sense of security. Right. Yeah, there is a false sense of security in the rural area. What the what the bad guys have to remember is in the rural areas, people tend not to put up with as much of this as they do in the city. Right. Um, That would be correct. Hence the song "Try That in a Small Town." Right. Right. Um, Neighbors in a rural area are very tight. There's not a lot of vehicle movement. So Mm -hmm. when the neighbor sees an unusual vehicle, usually phone calls are made and right. Second Amendment is utilized. So that's where the bad guys have to be be very careful about rural areas. Yeah. Is it, Because you know, you're not going to be met at the front porch with a smile and a howdy. No, they're yeah. not. And, yeah. they're, and, and, and even if we take the Second Amendment out of it, they're going to be met more than likely with dogs that right. are very, territor- sure. very territorial. Hey, let's address this, and I know it's not in our city. This is the big city scenario. But let's just talk about, for a moment, I believe he was a Marine. Uh, the gentleman that's still under fire in, in, in court in New York City because he stepped in on a situation in a subway, restrained a man who ended up dying, and he, he very well could have saved a lot of people's lives. Of course, I'm talking about the death of a former Michael Jackson impersonator is what they like to call him when he was just a whack job. Um, who yeah. had threatened. Who had threatened. Somebody's going to die today on this, yeah. on this subway. Right. And, right, right. And he intervened. Now, this gentleman that intervened and got up in the guy's face this is a different scenario, I realize. But still, if something would have happened there, this man, whoever he was, and I give him kudos for sticking up for the other customers. Right. You have to know when you step into that, you're literally stepping in it, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what the result is. You'll go is. from hero to zero just like really that. Really fast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And that's why I say, you know, with this mission coffee incident is – I'm not saying back down to the bad guy. Sometimes we need to we need to get in and, and we need to stand up for ourselves and tell them no, you move and mm-hmm. and, and be aggressive. But if you're going to do that, you had better be ready that if they do this and I'm not ready for it, right. you know, you got to be well trained. You got to think about you got to have a plan. You got to think about legal. Yep. Yeah, legal. You got to think about um, physical. Can I fight this guy? What if he pulls out a knife? What if he pulls out a gun? A machete? Mm-hmm. What if he has a remote detonator? So with this guy in the subway, uh, I think he did the right thing. He stepped in and saved a life from a guy that was making uh, credible threats mm-hmm. and acting on that. Sometimes we have to do that, and this Marine was well-trained. He handled it, uh, what I think was properly. I, didn't, well, I don't want to see anybody die, right. Right. but he did get in and, and stop the threat, and that's what we have to do sometimes is stop the threat. We just have to be – a lot of people carry concealed, and they think, wow, I, you know, I can do that, I can do that. No, you can't. You're probably not going to – you're probably not going to meet your expectations of what you think you are under pressure. And yeah. so that's where we really have to think about, do I need to get involved in this? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Well, well thank it, you so it, much, it, uh, Marco, for joining it, yeah. us as, as always. Uh, are you in town much these days? Do you have any classes happening locally, or, or is everybody else I taking you away? <laughs> yeah, I do have. I'm just running classes on the weekends because uh, I just got back from Baltimore. But I, I'm running classes on the weekends. I got a multi-state permit tomorrow, which is really important because the uh, 
Democrats are, are trying to screw around with our Virginia reciprocity mm-hmm. um, like they did years ago. So we got a multi-state class tomorrow. Other than that, i got a lot of travel uh, again. Tell us about your new location. You've recently moved. Yeah, I like it. I miss Timberlake location, but I'm over at the business center, the Lynchburg Business Business Center by Home Depot, Mill Ridge Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smaller office because I'm never there. I travel so much, but I've got um, two big conference rooms that I can use, and and I've got a training room where I went from my old place on Timberlake to getting 16 people in there. Now I can get 50 people in there. Your website um, is t the number four tactics dot com. I assume you, that's it. you people can contact you that way if they're interested yeah. in any classes coming up. And of course, you're on Facebook. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I'm on Facebook. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate I love you, your brother. Post on Facebook. <laughs> appreciate yeah, you, man, yeah. and thanks for always being there for us on on short notice like today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys letting me get the message out to the public of, of uh, how to stay safe, and and, uh, and you're appreciated. One, Absolutely. One last question: Any relation to the Galbraith uh, bride that we were talking about <laughs> getting uh, the different name spelling? Oh, and you know. <laughs> Originally, when when our crew came over from Scotland, it was spelled Galbraith. Oh, really? Uh, and then and then they changed it to Galbraith, G A L B R E A T H. But yeah, I saw that story last night. I thought, you know, she's got to be a distant relative because that's how it was spelled. Yeah. Uh, in the old days. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Marco, have a great weekend, brother. We'll see you later. You too. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All it's, right. See ya. It's seven twenty here on the morning jam. We'll come back with a Friday funny today. Uh, we're featuring Gary Delena is his name gary delena he's uh opening it up with some country music but he goes elsewhere and other places we'll come back out of the break with one of his funny bits Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I also love uh, the girl that sings the Sunday Night Football song, Carrie Underwear. Um, <laughs> she had like the biggest country song like in a decade um, some years ago. All the women know it, Before He Cheats. <laughs> right, ladies? I'm gonna dig my keys into the side of this great little souped up four-wheel drive. All right, get over it. <laughs> I always thought to myself, what if it was reversed? What if it was a guy in that situation? whole different song right now she's probably on the prowl walking like a cougar wearing nothing but a towel right now she's checking out the pool boy thinking that she might have found herself another love toy right now she's probably at the gym sweating to the oldies with a trainer named tim forget him i'm gonna grab her Make the dog take a dump in a Jimmy Choo Shoe. Huge George Clooney's picture is my new dartboard. <laughs> I'm gonna pour Jack Daniels in her coffee cup. 
stink up the jana, leave the toilet seat up. Maybe <laughs> next time she'll think before she cheats. <laughs> I like it. It is fun. It's, I love it. <laughs> that is uh, Gary Delena, the comedian. <laughs> so, did I tell you? Oh, did I tell you about the um, dirty Santa gift that I got this year? Oh yes, you did the toilet paper. Well, no, I gave oh, that. That was, oh, you that gave, was the okay. one that I gave. That was the but, Biden toilet we, paper, to the, be specific. The, the Biden toilet paper that came with a squatty potty. I mean, that was <laughs> Holy very cow, popular. It's a one-two punch. I know it was. It was. <laughs> it was two, two, two gifts of one. Um, but so I opened mine up, and I was like, "This is so boring." I picked like a boring gift, right? And it was, you know, I mean, it was nice. Yeah. It had some teas, mm-hmm. and it had a, it had a, a lovely little. Uh, uh, honey you right. know things like that and it had this boring plain white coffee mug mm-hmm. and i was like who got this mm-hmm. and then you look inside the mug and it says you've been poisoned <laughs> so it, it was abby oh it was I abby okay so i wanted everybody to think it was like a plain right, coffee right. mug i didn't want them to see what it oh, had on yeah, the yeah. inside it's so funny to give somebody a drink in that yeah and then they get to the bottom of their drink and yeah. it says you've been poisoned so great we have a coffee cup and we recently went through a coffee cup purb, purge, purge because we had so many. This one didn't get purged. I don't think it ever get purged, but I cannot drink out of it. And it's the one when you look at it, it looks like there's a couple of turds in there. Oh, oh, ew. <laughs> Who gave you that one? I don't know. Oh, but, uh, yeah. See, that one would get purged at my house. Yeah. That's just too far. You got to you gotta have you a gotta, bridge too far. A bridge too far. too far. Yeah. A turd too far. A turd too far. Yeah. Not, 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 not good. Oh, boy. Those are two gifts and one that you don't want to have right there. So um, let's talk retirement. Want to? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, because, you know. No, I'm, I'm there. You, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm partially there, there now. There are six countries out there right. that have incentives for you to retire oh, there. Nice. Which I think is interesting. Are any of these within driving distance? Or? Well, no. Uh, Panama, mm. uh, the, uh, at the time that this article was written, right. um, th- uh, the equivalent in value to the U.S. dollar, the official currency, right. uh, is equivalent, making depre- uh, deciphering costs for Americans easy. You know, there's also an estimated twenty to thirty thousand expats currently living in Panama. Oh. Uh, that started apparently in the late '80s, right? And it says, "Why would you want to go there? Think of the Panama Peninsula mm-hmm. as the ultimate coupon book. Qualifying applicants for this permanent residency visa receive important tax." Ex- tax exemptions on household goods up to 10 grand Mm. and on a new car every other year plus substantial discounts on everything from utility bills 25 percent to dental exams 15 percent transportation services up to 30 percent the full discount list which averages savings uh, which has savings on hotels theater performance even airline tickets is pretty amazing Mm mm-hmm you have to be 18 years of age or older. Right. As long as you have a proven lifetime pension or income of $1,000 per month, it's an additional $250 per month for each dependent. If your monthly pension falls between $750 and $999, you can still qualify by purchasing local property worth at least $100,000. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's also 
uh, huge benefits to retiring in Greece. I, I, w- I think I would like Greece. <clears throat> they are granting five-year permanent residency to anyone investing about three hundred, uh, a little over three hundred thousand dollars or more in local real estate. After five years, you can then renew your residency as long as you still invested in local property, and you can apply for citizenship after seven. You, um, they proposed a seven percent flat tax for any foreign nationals willing to transfer their tax residency, meaning the place where you legally are required to pay taxes, to Greece. Pensions, rental income, other transferable investments will stay at a 7% flat tax for up to 10 years, with tax brackets in the U.S. typically ranging from 10 to 37%. That's a steal. Right. Yeah. That's very smart. Mm Mm-hmm. And look, the way Biden's destroying our country, people oh might be considering that. Yeah, uh, we'll take uh, we'll take a look at some of the others too. Uh, there's also places like Portugal and Malaysia and uh, Nicaragua and the Philippines. I mean, it's crazy some of the stuff they're offering. Mm-hmm. If you'll retire there, and the requirements are not what you might think they might be. Okay. And the Filipino people are so sweet. <laughs> they really you. are sweet. All right, we've got uh, DBJ7 on the way with your newscast. We'll take a look at that chilly forecast, too, on the way. Absolutely. And more of our funnies from Gary Delina. That's chilly. Uh, 34 in uh, Roanoke, Blacksburg area at the regional airport there. 31 in Lynchburg and 33 in Danville right now. Can we just bring the temps up a little bit for the weekend? (laughs) Just a little. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm We've doing, definitely got some some chilly weather. Helping my neighbor Come. out with a countertop. Let's well, see. I think the headline was Friday morning's winter weather gives way to a freezing cold weekend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty chilly. Yeah. So uh, on a cold January morning, morning birds call echoes across Smith Mountain Lake, and oh, a few hardy boaters motor out. Sounded like a country song I there know. for a minute. And Brian Heft was. Uh, was taking stock of a career with the Virginia State Parks over 36 years ago, and he is now retiring. Mm. Uh, what a what a ride! What a boat ride for him. Apparently, Smith Mountain Lake was established in 1953, located in Bedford County, it includes more than 1,200 acres of scenic terrain. Have arrived there in 1992. He says, "When I got there, it was almost just a day use park with a primitive background." And they had just uh, built a swimming area, he said. Now visitors find better facilities, a full range of outdoors ac- outdoor activities, interpretive programs, and 20 cabins for overnight stay. We've gone from 100,000, listen to this, 100,000 vis- visitors when I first got here to over 400,000, closing in on a million this year, he told us. And he's been part of that growth and helping oversee that and shepherd that. And congratulations to 36 years of service, Mr. Heff. I know you'll be out probably on the lake fishing uh, before too soon, you know, happens. Mm -hmm. The weather will be be breaking and you'll be out there on a boat somewhere. Nice. Well, on the south side, uh, Caesars, Virginia held a topping off ceremony for its hotel to celebrate the progress that they've made in construction. Mm. Uh, Vice President said uh, it was an exciting moment. Every time I walk around and talk to folks in the city, uh, all they reference is, uh, no matter where I'm driving, I can see it. 
Oh, that could be annoying, though. <laughs> it's kind of like the LU sign on the side of the mountain right. that you can see from a satellite. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that. We would text each other, hey, I can see it from Timberlake, Timberlake Road. Hey, I'm seeing it from Amherst County. I can see it from my house. Oh, my gosh. When wow. you when you get when you get on the road in front of Tobacco Road Mountain, yeah. the first time I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, think yes, I mean that gives you some perspective yeah. Oh, yeah. right there, sure about how obnoxious it is. Um, <laughs> so a tree and an American flag were raised and placed on top of the twelve story hotel. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be right next to a statue of Caesar himself. Wow. Uh, in some cultures, they say putting a tree above the building demonstrates respect for the earth that we disrupted. That tree symbolizes that we're here to give back okay. to it. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. I can dig that. The hotel will have 320 rooms, 28 suites, a spa, a pool, floor-to-ceiling windows. Uh, Caesars is also expanding to the community. They have a partnership with Averitt Hospitality and Tourism Program there. That's smart. And uh, they have 12 members uh, a part of that program already. Okay. So, um, yeah. So they're moving right along there on the nice. south side. Nice. Pretty uh, cool. Giles County. County. Sheriff's Office, another uh, just outside of our immediate where we're sitting in our listening area, trying to raise more awareness for a reassurance program for seniors. Uh, It takes uh, time, they take time, to make daily check-in calls to elderly people in the community. The program was a success last year with over 1,145 calls made to seniors. There are several seniors that live at home alone, and their children or relatives are out of state or out of the area. So it's a needed program, says uh, Scott Moe, who is the major at the Giles County Sheriff's Office. Getting on this call list is simple. A relative, a friend, uh, or you can even call the Sheriff's Office to give them the number of the person who would like to receive the calls. It's just a simple, you know, daily awareness check uh, put on by Giles County Sheriff's Office. So that's good, especially during these cold times where, you know, folks are, you know, just trying to stay warm. Maybe they're running a little electric heater, which I would not advise. But sometimes some people don't have any other choice. They run their ovens or whatever to stay warm. So there's definitely people in need out there. And thanks to the uh, folks that put this together and uh, participate in it. So you've heard of, of stolen car rackets. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Chop and shops and all that chop stuff. Chop shops, yeah. And, and and you got your hot spots for certain things, mm-hmm. and then you've got like your catalytic converters. Oh you know, my that gosh. was a big thing. They bring big money. So apparently, it just depends on what part of the country you're in, mm-hmm. on what kind of racket you're going to develop. Oh, so it's a regional racket. Well, apparently, because <laughs> in Summerfield, Florida, oh lord, <laughs> there's been a series of golf car thefts. No. Yes. Now, I told you. Are they resurfacing in the villages? Well. America's friendliest. I have a a friend who lives in the villages, and we go and visit them periodically. And look, your your two-car garages are filled with souped-up golf carts. Oh, I know. They're totally jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. And and they pretty much go everywhere in golf carts. So, you know, what better you know, pray, I guess. Uh, So a series of golf cart thefts in three Florida counties led to a web of overlapping cases and co-defendants, but one man was the godfather of them all. Oh, brother. 
Jerry Lee Lay. <laughs> yep. The uh, latest incident involving Mr. Lay. Right. The arrest report said the victim told a Marion County deputy he parked his blue and gray Honda golf cart in the parking lot on October 1st of last year, and it wasn't there the next morning. It was worth fifteen grand. Hmm. Video surveillance showed an unknown suspect walking in the area who then steals the golf cart, just driving it out of the parking lot where a truck and trailer are waiting on the roadway. Wow, this is a well-oiled machine. Now, are you leaving your keys in your golf cart? Yeah, well, that could be a problem. Because that's not smart. Why are all these people leaving their keys in their golf cart? I don't know. Uh, the deputy also described surveillance video from a nearby orthopedic institute. Oh, wow. Which showed a two-tone gray four-door Ford truck pulling a utility trailer into the parking lot directly in front of the camera. Then he saw someone he recognized. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Upon seeing the driver, the deputy wrote, I believe this is uh, Jerry Lay, who I'm very familiar with because he's been doing this in other places. Mm-hmm. Then... Caught on camera a short time later, here comes a golf cart, driven by an unknown suspect, driving it to the trailer. Mm-hmm. They determined the license plate, and uh, the truck and trailer were in the area during the same time of the theft. They oh, also boy. learned that Lay had been arrested uh, the month before while driving a truck matching the description. Right. They sent a photo from body cam footage. And apparently this guy is like working Florida like you wouldn't believe. Wow. Golf cart. Yeah. Well, I mean, the villages is the place. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's even close to the villages. Maybe Sumner, well, I Sumner I, County. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there was a spotting. And if you look at the video, I swear it looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, this surfaced a couple of years ago. He's he, even still rented ones. Oh, wow. Uh, talking about the village, actually, Joe Biden singing Drinking. the village's uh, song. The police reports have been lost. The Delaware Judge Jerome Hurley. I don't think that's Joe Biden. That's not Joe Biden. Okay. Okay, stop. But doesn't that look like Joe right there? It looks like him, but a younger version, a much well, younger well, this version. Is a ten-year-old video. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's Jim Biden. Maybe it's his brother. Maybe. All I know is, if you're in that area, you better take your key out of your golf cart right. because it's not going to end well. I mean, some of these, some of these are like reportedly worth right. a lot of money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he also has a suspended Florida driver's license. To boot. Holy cow. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Golf cart racket. Now it's time to uh, talk about some food. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Be sure to sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member because you can save so much money when you do that. <clears throat> My favorite thing that they posted recently on Five and Dine is uh, a picture of their of the meat case. They have done these old school dividers between the meats. 
Okay. It's so retro. I love it so much. I was just there And yesterday. it's great because it is that, that old, like you're going into an old butcher shop kind of feel. Uh, they're going to custom cut, custom grind anything you might need for you. It's pretty great. Today's recipe is one that I made just last night. I ended up making way too much, mm. which, you know, benefited my neighbor. Um, <laughs> but this is uh, this is a recipe that I use for chicken pot pie, which is very comforting this oh, time yeah, of year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, super delicious. But it does, it, it does make quite a bit. Uh, you're going to start by preheating your oven to 400 degrees. Fahrenheit in a large saucepan you're going to put your chicken broth now I cook my chicken mm. first do you shred it or do you chop I, it up I, I cut it I put it in pieces mm-hmm. and then I cook it with onions and and celery oh, and yeah, that carrots into it yeah and that's also so you don't you don't have to buy broth then oh it makes you, its own you cook yeah. your chicken put the veggies in there mm-hmm. put your water over it and yeah. that makes your broth and you don't have to buy broth right that way so uh that's i use the broth from my cooked chicken and i put in my celery potatoes carrots onions um and i bring it to a boil Mm -hmm. reduce the heat and simmer it for 10 minutes gotcha it says to put the peas in i put the peas in last because i like them to stay bright green and oh yeah okay so i don't put the peas in with it because i I want them to stay bright green and beautiful sure uh after those veggies are cooked adding your chicken and simmer it about 10 more minutes uh i don't make my own pie crust but you can do that god bless you if that's what you want to do uh but take your pie crust out of the fridge roll them out and fit them into the bottom of your pan then you're going to make a roux with some butter and flour in your skillet and uh, just allow it to cook for a few minutes then add milk nutmeg dried sage dried thyme salt and pepper that's what makes this particular recipe so good it's that nutmeg sage thyme salt and pepper Mm. Uh, then you're going to add your milk into it and then you're going to get that nice and thick and then you're going to pour that into your filling pour that into your pie pan top it with your crust bake it for 45 minutes in a 350 oven it's pretty delicious Mm. find the recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dine brought to you by uh, FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, and their meats are cut above. My brother Jim sent me a picture of Jim Croce writing song lyrics in his office, and there was a bottle of Time, T-H-Y-M-E, in front of him. He oh. was writing the lyrics to Time in a Bottle. Ah! Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. <laughs> On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. (laughs) I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on sirloin tip pros, $4.98 a pound. St. Louis pork ribs frozen are $2.49 a pound. Chesapeake oysters are $18.99 a pint. Boneless chicken breast frozen is $1.98 a pound. And whole boneless pork loins are $1.98 a pound. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above.
like romance. I met a couple once uh, playing Atlantic City. They were married 67 years. And the guy was very sharp. He goes, I'll tell you my secret. I make all the big decisions, and she makes all the little decisions. I said, oh yeah? Big decisions like what? He goes, well, we haven't had any of those yet. I know how it works, I know how it works. Uh, I learned everything I'll ever need to know about marriage from my mom and dad. They were like a TV couple from the 60s. They were like Ralph and Alice Cramden. Oh boy. They'd be in the kitchen and mom's like, do you want dinner? What are my choices? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Dad'll be standing there, mom walks out to him, what are you doing? Nothing. You're staring at our marriage certificate for over an hour. I'm looking for an expiration date. <laughs> My lovely ladies, ladies, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I just don't understand you. No, you pluck your eyebrows and then you draw them back in with a pencil. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? He's not wrong. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's really not. 866-916-3776. Uh, this guy says he's the infamous Delmont. <gasps> what? Salty's cousin i think is okay we don't cousin? hear don't from know. him very often good morning delmont morning morning mark morning janet well hi morning. delmont how are you uh not so good well he, he yells in his phone like salty so the, there there's got to be a it's dna a family connection. family tradition <laughs> go ahead why just... are you upset delmont well it, it it does happen happen to be that i'm upset with salty Oh, no. Get in line. Go ahead. <laughs> Stop, y'all. Don't pick on okay. him. Okay. Okay. This is, this is for Janet. What's that? Uh, what is that? That's my, that's my cowbell from Betsy. <laughs> oh. That Salty stole the clapper out of. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh, my. You need to hook him up with See, Kevin. I know, right? <laughs> The other day, Salty showed up, and Salty wanted to borrow some milk. Okay. So I said, sure. Right. Old Betsy's out there borrowing. You just go on out, yonder and help yourself to some. <laughs> well, he did. Okay. He helped himself to Betsy mm. and threw the bell on the ground. Oh, oh no. he took so her he cow? stole my cow. Oh, Lord. He stole my cow. Oh, that could get and you a hard time. <laughs> Do you know where he took oh, the it's do you know where he took the cow? Well, here, here, no, I don't, and I don't know where he is. So I'm reaching out to y'all. Oh Maybe you can reach him, but give him this message when you do. Okay. And the message is, yeah. when I see him, it's gonna be a tail kicking in a foot race. Oh boy! <laughs> oh my! Lordy be! But now, technically, you did tell him to help himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I figured the old boy knew how to milk the darn thing. I didn't know he had to take it somewhere <laughs> take to get milk. Well, he's milked some of those phone calls with us. All right, so sure. here's my question. Was was Salty in the El Camino? I, I, I'm wondering, was there an El Camino with a cow running down? The <laughs> wow, that paints a picture, Delmont. He, he might have put it up in the back end of the old El Camino. I could be. Could be. I don't know how safe that is. Delmont, we will share the message. Yeah. We will share it. When's the next Henderson get-together? Maybe you can settle things there. Oh, it would be, it would be real nice. 
to have another get together. We'll put up a square square ring there and we'll iron things out. Oh, oh, oh my. this sounds like a yeah. Delmont is like he is, he is like there. determined to get or his, MMA his or... pound of cowhide <laughs> or flesh, whatever. <laughs> See, okay. I'm telling you, well, you, you have know, his phone number. You reach out to you him. You know that Salty sometimes takes things very literal. Right, yeah. Uh, need I refer to the old Oscar Mayer Wiener fiasco oh, of 2022? Yeah. Right, when he so, yeah, applied to be a, a one driver. of the drivers. Right, so, and, mm, so if you told him to help himself, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he. I don't know what Miss Salty thinks about that. Right. Well, <laughs> although I will say that my true crime brain in me, right, says there is some premeditation there. Sure. Because he removed the cowbell. Huh? There you go. That's See? true. See, that had is he true. not removed the cowbell, that would have. Pre- oh, Salty, it's not looking good. Oh, it's buddy. like just you know the cow jumped in the back. Right. Yeah. Well, you said I could take him, so I take him. I didn't try to hide it, but if he took the cowbell off, see, that shows some. Yeah, that's not good. Wow. Not good. All right. Hey, coming up huh. in the next hour, I've got a, uh, if you're a true crime lover, uh, I've got an event that I found out about that's going to be taking place at Old City Cemetery. Oh, nice. That is all about, you know, murders and mayhem and, and true crime and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll share a little bit about that because I think it sounds very interesting. Hmm. Okay. So if your brain works like that, maybe you would think it was interesting too. Strange and mysterious deaths. That's what it's called. <laughs> well, on the lighter side, more of Gary Delina, <laughs> our comedian for today. It might be salty if Delmont gets a hold on. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. It's eight o'clock. CBS News is next.